Hello and welcome, friends, to Journey to Grateful, a podcast designed to explore the many obstacles of living life after loss. I've created this show to help guide anyone who is newly experiencing loss, educate those who are unsure how to help someone who has, and I truly hope our stories embrace everyone who is currently living a life through the loss of someone special. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, a father and a widower. Now, saying that title, that truth, out loud often surprises me, even today. There are many who feel the same way and are willing to share their own stories in hopes of lending a helping hand. I'd like to begin by thanking my many contributors who you will come to know truly make this show possible. Sharing our experiences honestly will help to create a better understanding of the many aspects of loss. I hope these stories will become the foundation of your own journey to grateful. Welcome to our community. I am so very thankful that you've decided to join us. Let's begin our journey together. Hello, my friends, and thank you for joining me on Journey to Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and together in this episode, we're going to take a journey into becoming a single parent after the loss of a spouse. But before we get started, I want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast so you can stay up to date with upcoming episodes. You can find the podcast over on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and that's where you can rate and review this show. Rating and reviewing is going to allow others to find this resource while they're going through their journey, their grief. Finding a resource like this could be very valuable. So thanks for rating and reviewing the podcast. Also, you can stop over at journeytograteful.com. There we've got blog stories from many experienced contributors. You can join also the conversation over on Facebook and Instagram and be part of the community every single day. So thank you very much for joining us. Let's get to it. You know, someone recently asked why in social media video stories or at times in this podcast, why I reference my audience as Journey to Grateful friends. The main reason is that I'd like to connect with my listeners on a personal level. And considering we're focusing on grief, I believe that's highly important. However, there's a more important reason that I use the plural friends. Now, let me begin by sharing with you a similar detail on a friend's podcast. He has, over the years, built an award-winning podcast named the best travel podcast for what I believe is nine consecutive years. And he has always addressed his audience as a singular friend for similar reasons that I've already mentioned. Now, being a listener myself to his podcast for well over a decade, I can contest he has always made his listeners feel as though he's talking directly to you, a friend, and that has always drawn me in. Now, specifically for me, I consciously have chosen to refer to my audience as friends, plural, to give that same feeling, but for a more important reason than that. When you've experienced the loss of someone special, feeling alone, feeling isolated is a very common experience. At times, you may allow yourself to feel as though you are on an island alone. You are completely by yourself. 
When I use the greeting of welcoming friends, I want my listeners, I need my listeners to understand they are not alone on this journey. There are many who understand their journey because they too are currently on their own or have been there as well. So now as a listener, I consider you a friend, but more importantly, this is a community of friends who understand where you are. You, my friends, are not alone. Okay, now let's talk about becoming a suddenly single parent. Single parenting in the best situation can be daunting, but after a spouse's death, it becomes even more so. Not only do you need to deal with the loss yourself, when children are involved, you now have to monitor their grief and decide how to handle it. In the meantime, while the days turn into weeks and months after your loss, you slowly begin to realize you no longer have a second opinion when it comes to decisions or permissions regarding the children. That in and of itself can be more anxiety-inducing than you could imagine. So much of what you experience in the first months after loss is filled with a sense of Oh, okay, that's a thing now that I hadn't expected. And that can easily be referring to sudden emotions that creep up on you or responsibilities you hadn't considered until they become necessary. For instance, the start of a new school year and all its planning and organization. My wife passed July 3rd, 2020. So when the new school year was days away, I realized so many details I had not considered before. Scheduling of photos, locker distribution, signing up for various parent volunteer opportunities, and so much more. Thankfully, as school was ending in June, I jumped on the school supply pack order the moment I saw it in my inbox. At that time, I somehow had the presence of mind back last June to realize it would be a huge benefit as the weeks move forward. And it was. When that huge re, you know, pre-packed box of school supplies arrived, and I think it was probably in July, unlike my boys, I was thrilled to know I had accomplished one potentially daunting task before it could become daunting. Moving forward in your timeline, navigating that that new normal, your everyday life has now become months later, you are going to begin to understand how much being a quote-unquote team meant to your everyday world. It becomes one of those many details in your life that you suddenly realize you've taken it for granted. And I'm speaking from experience. And there are many such realizations in that first year and far beyond, I'm sure. The obvious are things like wishing you did more with your loved one before they passed, wondering why you both didn't just take the plunge and buy that lake house or do that once-in-a-lifetime weekend getaway years back. I think we all can understand that. But when it comes to becoming a sudden single parent, there is little that can prepare you for the small and the big decisions you will now have to face alone. I think the lack of confidence is the worst thing. The sudden not having a safety net, that is the overwhelming feeling that you will experience when you're first faced with a decision you otherwise would have had a partner to 
confer with. For me, there was suddenly no more, mom and I will discuss it and we'll let you know. Or there was certainly no more, well, kids, we decided dot, dot, dot. And our co- your confidence is going to become like this isolated island, and you're not going to want to visit that isolated island all alone. It's not going to be comfortable. But the bottom line is, you must. And there it is, that lingering dull drone you felt from the moment of their passing, that there is simply no choice. You have been tossed into this position, and there it is. There's no plan B, no second option. This is now your life. And many times, too many times, it just plain sucks. Now, I assume many of my listeners right now are asking me, so how do you deal with sudden single parenting? Well, for me, and the best and only way I can, is just head on. Now, understand, there is not going to be a one-size-fits-all solution here. But for me, there were about three things that I consistently have done that helped me through when I have to make decisions as a single parent. The first, I would suggest that you feel free to take the time to ask yourself, what, what would my wife, my husband, my partner, what would they have done, said, how would they have approached the situation? Now, it's not a place you want to wallow in too long, but second-guessing this and that and examining every detail, it's not going to do you any good. But you do, in my opinion, need to give yourself permission to ask that question. Oftentimes, I would suggest in that answer, you will find, at the very least, a fresh perspective that you otherwise would not have had, because now you're allowing yourself to ask that question, and I'm sure you know what that answer is going to be. Secondly, contrary to what the first suggestion uh, mentions, I would say that you need to move on with the realization that they are not here. So this is solely your decision. And I would continue to say, they trust me to make the right decision for me or for us as a family right now. And you need to hold on to that. The right decision for now That is the key. A decision when you both were here and life was as it was, that decision may have been completely different. But today, right now, that is not your world. And the decision that you you need to be making now is most likely going to be much different. And with that in mind, you need to trust your instincts today and know your decision is good for your world today. And lastly, I would suggest you need to allow yourself confidence and allow your confidence to grow. Begin by reminding yourself that you and your partner decided to build a family together because you trusted each other and the values that you had within each other. You still have what your partner trusted. They had and still have confidence in you. It's now time to allow yourself to have confidence in you as well. So once again, first, ask yourself what your partner would do. 
Second, trust your decisions for the situation right now, today. And lastly, find and grow confidence, your own confidence, and understand and know you got this. Now, single parenting is not going to be easy. I started this entire episode out by saying that, and it's not going to change. It's different depending upon many factors, your loss, the age of your children, and many other details which make your experience different than anyone else's. But I would suggest that you reach out for advice. Share your experience with others as well. And hope that in turn, others will share theirs with you. It truly does take a village at times. And in this situation in your life, it is certainly going to take a village. So get feedback. Ask questions. Take that all in. Make your own decision based on it. And know that there will come a time when this new upside-down life of yours actually begins to feel a bit less upside-down. And I would also suggest become a part of our community here at Journey to Grateful. We have two primary social media pages, Facebook and Instagram. Just search Journey to Grateful. Now there, you can become part of a conversation, you can ask questions, you can get support from those who have actually gone before you. My contributors on the website who are also writing blogs, writing their stories, and our listeners have various experiences with loss, many of which may be months or years ahead of your particular journey. And they can offer you guidance along the way based on their specific experiences. And you as well can offer a lending hand down the road, helping others who may have just experienced loss as well. You can help them through their first months by sharing your experiences so they too may have a better understanding as to what is coming around the corner for them. I've said it many times and I will continue to say so. Together, we can help each other through what promises to be the hardest moments of our lives, if only to share our story so others can understand that they are not alone in their grief and they are not alone on this path. My personal realization of this was during a bereavement group. It was quite simple, really. Someone had been to share a story and the feelings that they had struggled with months before, and it was at that moment I saw myself, my journey at the time, in what they were sharing. And as they continued, I recognized details of their emotions that were similar to mine, and I saw that that was the path I was currently on. Quite a similar emotional path, yet they were past it now and they were sharing what steps they had taken to move forward and where they were now. So it doesn't matter if your loss is exactly what my loss is brother, wife, son, or parent, the emotions are similar. And for all that is different about your experiences, there are just as many details and emotions that are so very similar. We all get it. And sometimes when you're in the middle of something that feels so very, very foreign, you just need to find somebody that gets it, that understands because they've been there. And it's comforting to know that they've found their way to the next step. So thank you once again for joining me on the podcast. And remember to share the podcast and the website with others so that we could help them as well. 
You can connect with me on social through our pages on Facebook and Instagram, as well as directly on the website through email or voicemail. The voicemail number is 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. If you just want to talk and just leave me a voicemail and just have somebody that listens, go ahead and call the voicemail. And I do need your help. You can help with the goal of Journey to Grateful, helping to share a blog story from one of my contributors, but even more importantly, rating and reviewing the Journey to Grateful podcast at Apple Podcasts. That will help Apple to see the importance of what we are doing here, and thus the podcast will be presented to more and more people who could use this valuable resource. Bottom line is, there are three small ways you can help. Share the podcast and website, become part of the community on social, rate and review the podcast at Apple Podcasts. That's it. As always, I'd like to leave you with a quote to help you move forward on your grief path. Through my journey, I've constantly striven for things, slices of life to to be grateful for. And this quote by Winnie the Pooh once again is one that gives me solace. How lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. Many things in life are truly once-in-a-lifetime experiences or opportunities. Meeting my wife, Colleen, was my once-in-a-lifetime and always will. Bye-bye.